This is Restoration Bible Church and Ministries. We are a people of excellence living purposefully. And now, here is God's servant, Reverend Tunde Bolanta, as he brings you God's word. We trust that you will be blessed as you listen. Hallelujah. Welcome to first service. We're speaking this morning on the rest of faith. The rest of faith. Turn with me, if you will, to Hebrews chapter 4, verses 1 to 3, and then 11 to 13. Hebrews 4, 1 to 3. I read, Let us therefore fear, lest a promise being left us of entering into his rest, any of you should seem to come short of it. For unto us was the word preached as well as unto them. But the word preached did not profit them, not being mixed with faith in them that heard it. Verse 3. For we which have believed do enter into rest, as he said, as I have sworn in my wrath, if they shall enter into my rest, although the works were finished from the foundation of the world. Verse 11, Hebrews 4. Let us labor, therefore, to enter into that rest, lest any man should fall after the same example of unbelief. For the word of God is quick and powerful, and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the dividing asunder of soul and spirit, and of joints and marrow, and is the discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. Neither is there any creature that is not manifested in his sight, but all things are naked and opened unto the eyes of him with whom we have to do. The Bible is talking about entering to his rest. And he gave us an example of people who did not enter because of unbelief. And we find so many examples with the children of Israel. A journey, maybe of two weeks, took 40 years because they did not enter into rest. You will enter into rest in Jesus' name. One of the keys to understanding rest from God's perspective is that God completes the assignment before he starts talking to you. Hallelujah. The rest of faith comes when you know that God said it because he has completed the work. Say with me, the rest of faith comes. The rest of faith comes. Can someone say that? The rest of faith comes when you know that God said it because he has completed the work. You know, in Isaiah 46, 9 and 10, if I verse 10, say, declaring the end from the beginning and from ancient times the things that are not yet done, saying, my counsel shall stand and I will do all my pleasure. The children of Israel, if you look at Psalm 95, 8 to 11, they murmured against God. You know, he brought them, he delivered them from death. <laughs> you know, he brought them into, uh, on their way to the promised land. But they were murmuring all the time. There's no water, there's no food. There are giants in the land. I want to say your redemption from the hand of Satan is the biggest miracle. You have experienced the biggest miracle in your life already. If you are born again, you are delivered from the kingdom of darkness. All the demon power, all the satanic power, they could not hold you according to Colossians 1, 12 to 14. You've been delivered from one kingdom and put into another. Every other miracle is not bigger than the new birth in Christ. Hallelujah. 
Every other miracle is not bigger than your new birth in Christ. And it happened and the devil could not stop you. And I want to say to a child of God, if he could not stop you getting saved, he cannot stop any other thing in your life. The Bible says God declares the end from the beginning. He said, my counsels shall stand. He said to Joshua, in Joshua 6 verse um, 2, he said, See, I have given unto you Jericho. But Jericho was walled. So many things were not working there. And, and, and they looked at the wall. How is it going to come down? He told Abraham, I have made you a father of many nations. This was a man who was, uh, uh, his body was dead. The wife's body was also dead. He said, I have made you. I have made you. When God speaks, it is finished. He, he, he told Jeremiah, from your mother's womb, I knew you. I want to say something about you today. Everything God has written concerning you is already completed. Jeremiah 29, 11, he said, I, I, I have a plan for your life, a plan for good and not for evil, to give you a future and an expected end. Something was written about you. All your days were written in his book. Before God allowed you to be born, he made an arrangement. He made provision. He wrote about you. And I want to say to you what he has written, there's no eraser on the face of this earth that can erase the destiny that God has written concerning you. When God says it, it's because it's completed. It's because it's completed. He, he doesn't just speak. He speaks because he has finished the work. I want to say to someone this morning, your destiny has been finished. It has been completed. In, in Ephesians 1.3, the Bible says, Blessed be the God, Ephesians 1.3, and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who hath what? Blessed us with all spiritual blessings in the heavenly places. Hallelujah. You know, when they announce somebody and they say, well, you know, and they announce and say, well, you know, um, this person is going to become a governor or, you know, house of assembly or whatever position, it's because the person must have won an election. If they announce before you win, that means there's chua chua there. Hallelujah. When God makes an announcement, the job is done. Hallelujah. I said, when he makes an announcement concerning you, the job is done. All the promises of God are yea and amen in Christ. You see, there were promises before Jesus came, but when Jesus came, they were fulfilled. Jesus paid and credited into your account. Healing is credited into your account. Deliverance is credited into your account. Prosperity is credited into your account. Everything God has credited cannot be removed. Hallelujah to Jesus. I say hallelujah to Jesus. Friends, we need to understand, when you know it is finished, you can rest. When you know God has already done it, you can rest. Naturally, you may look at things and it looks like, where are you going to get the money from? <clears throat> Where's the money going to come from? Where's that going to happen from? But if God has spoken it, if he has spoken it by his word, you can rest. Which brings us to another important principle. Every creation responds to the word of God. Every creation Response to the word of God. Look at Genesis chapter 1 from verse 1. In verse 2, there was darkness and, and all that. And God said, before there was light, there was sound. Hallelujah. There was darkness and then God said something. What God said changed the environment. I want to say to you, if you look at that Hebrews chapter 4, 
from verse 11 downwards, he said the word that God speaks is quick and powerful. It is sharper than any two-edged sword. It comes to the dividing asunder of spirit, soul, body, joints, and marrow, and is a discerner of the thoughts and the intents of the heart. And there's nothing that is hidden. All things are naked with him with whom we have to do. Child of God, when the word of God comes into a place, Jesus said in John 6, 63, the words that I speak to you, they are spirit, they are life. The words that I speak to you can cut through matter. They can travel through space and time. When I speak, when God speaks his word, nothing can stand between that word and God. When God says it, that is it. There's no argument about it. I want to say God has said some things about you and there was no argument. There was darkness on the face of the deep. It looks very, it looked very, very dark and there was no light there. But when God began to speak his word, something happened to darkness. Darkness had to take the back seat. Darkness has to disappear. I want to announce to you today that the word of God is not powerless. I want to announce to you today where your future and your destiny is concerned. The word of God has not lost its power. I want to announce to a child of God today, if you put that same word in your mouth, the way darkness fled in the presence of God, darkness will flee in your life. The way darkness fled in the presence of God, disease will disappear in your life. Jesus said, the words that I speak, they are spirit and they are life. I want to say that word of God in your mouth carries the ability of God, carries the nature of God, and there's nothing in this world that can stand against the word of God. Is there a believer in the house? Do I have a witness this morning in the house of the Lord? Please sit down for a bit. The Bible says, and God created man in his own image, and he breathed into him, and he became a living soul. Another translation renders it, he became a speaking spirit. You know, when you have a baby, and the baby begins to grow, let's say the baby's name is Mary. The first time you call Mary, he will not answer. After a while, Mary will, it's like, are you, are you talking to me? Everything in your life must hear your voice. Everything in your life. That's why when God made everything, he brought all the animals to Adam. He said, you are going to rule here, but you rule by your voice. Everything in your life is voice activated. Because God himself is like that. So he said, Adam, what do you want to call this? Go and read Genesis chapter 2. Whatever he called them. When you take the word of God and you begin to speak it, if, you see, if you are the only one your dog obeys, when you are not at home, your dog will rebel. Everything in your life will hear the word of God this week. Yeah. Declaring the end from the beginning, my counsel shall stand. You know, we have school of ministry here on Friday. Once a month we do that. And many people, how many of you were in the school of ministry this week? It was different. People were coming up. You gave me this word somewhere. God showed my past. God showed my future. How is that possible? Because God can see your tomorrow. Amen? He knows your tomorrow better than you know your past. So when God speaks, you've got to take the word of God seriously. You've got to learn how to speak the word of God in you. When it looks very dark, there was darkness in Genesis 1, but God said something that changed it. I want to say the word of God is, is more powerful than your pain. The word of God is more powerful than the pressure you are going through. But your, your mountain must hear your voice. Your mountain must hear your voice. Your mountain must hear the word of God from your mouth. 
Hallelujah. Who art thou, O mountain, that stand before Zerubbabel? There are some things that have been standing before you. You know, some people don't want to speak the word. They say, well, it doesn't look true. It feels like I'm lying. But God did not lie when he said you were healed by the stripes of Jesus. I said God did not lie when he said you were healed by the stripes of Jesus. God did not lie when he said a thousand will fall by your side and ten thousand by your right hand. But that, that, those demons, they know who you are. You have been delivered from their hand. You are seated at the right hand of the Father. Every demon of violence parading itself. They know you are the redeemed of the Lord. They know the blood has washed you. They know you have nothing to answer with them. Am I talking to living people this morning? They know you have not to answer with them but they must hear your voice those principalities they've been designed that when they hear the word of God they must bow down those things that are terrorizing people they've been designed that when they hear the word of God they must bow down but that word must come out of your mouth today you need to open your mouth today and say no weapon fashioned against me shall prosper and every tongue that shall rise against me in judgment I shall condemn you need to say it if if nobody believes it, keep saying it, child of God. I want to assure you, you will go from glory to glory and you will go from strength to strength. Is there a witness in the house of the Lord? Hallelujah. You know, many times people, <laughs> you know, Satan is always waiting for what you are going to say. He's always waiting. When you hear bad news somewhere, what are you going to say? Huh? Maybe I'm next. You are voting. You are casting your vote for the devil. When you hear a bad report somewhere, take the word of God and begin to speak into your situation. Every time there's a bad report, it's an opportunity for you to express what you believe. Every bad report challenges what you believe. Every bad report asks you, so what are you going to say about it? When they came and told Jairus, they say, your, your daughter is dead. Jairus was with Jesus. Amen. Jesus said, fear not, only believe. You see, when fear knocks your door, faith must answer with the word of God. Because when fear knocks your door and faith does not answer, you are giving permission to the enemy. Glory to God. I say glory to God. Hallelujah. Rest comes to an established heart. Look at Psalm 112, verses 7 and 8. Your heart must be established. Let me read the Passion Translation. And then Matthew 7, 24 to 27. The Passion says, Psalm 127 and 8, They will not live in fear or dread of what may come, for their hearts are firm, ever secure in their faith, steady and strong, they will not be afraid, but will calmly face their every foe until they go down in defeat. In Matthew 7, verse 24 to 27, Hallelujah. Jesus talked about two houses. One that was built upon the rock. And the Bible says the rain, in verse 25, descended and the floods came. And the winds blew and beat upon that house, and it fell not, for it was founded or established upon a rock. What does it mean to be established? Hallelujah. 
You know, when your business is well established, certain problems will come, they will not move you. Hallelujah. Amen? If you're a big distributor, as long as the parent company is doing well, you can expect to have something. But if you are a retailer, it may not be the same story. When your heart is established, it means that you've been feeding on this word long enough until you are not easily moved by what may come. Hallelujah. Blessed be the name of the Lord. The rain, the floods, and the winds, they don't move buildings with strong foundations. You know, when your heart is established, for example, the multiplication table, when you are in primary school, maybe first grade, nursery, they start teaching you two times, one, two, huh? How many of you remember that, that song? Two times, one, two, two times, two. You are looking at me as if you didn't sing it in your primary school. <laughs> well, let's try. Two times, one, two, two times, two, four, two times, three, two times, four, two times, five, two times, six, two times, seven. Uh-huh. They did it in their school. <laughs> They were trying to establish your heart in that thing. So you are saying it all the time. But if you go to the market now and you have a change of uh, 14 naira, I mean, to collect, you just say two times, one, two, two, ah, you say, madam, what is two times one? Because you are supposed to be established in that. You just say it. You see, what you, you, you cannot leave Nigeria as a, as a lizard and go to America and become a crocodile. It doesn't work like that. This is a daily thing, the way you eat food. As a part of your life, confessing the word, speaking what God has said over your life, you should. There have been some fantastic testimonies. A few Sundays ago, one lady was speaking here. Um... What did she say? Something with her kidneys or something. She said she kept confessing the word of God. Just our daily confession. But she, said she did it strongly. No word of God is void of power. 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 In a traditional setting, before, before, if the Oba says he has put leg on your wife, you better go and pray. They will carry that woman from your house. Look at Abimelech now. When Abraham says, my sister, didn't they carry the woman until God intervened? Where, where the word of the king is, there's authority, there's power. That's the word of God. It's not your word. And we're in a better place than Old Testament people because Jesus had not yet died when those promises were made. But he came to fulfill them. So, God... You know, Jesus was healing the sick under the old covenant. Just healing them. Healing them. As he just spoke his word and demons came out. Now that he paid for you to have those things, your own is double assurance. He paid for your protection. He paid for your deliverance from danger. He paid Psalm 103, 1 to 5. He paid in full. Another sister said she had multiple fibroids. She was only confessing the, the thing just vanished. Why is it working? Because they got established in it. Some of you are saying, God, I want you to bless me, prosper me. But you will never say I'm blessed. 
You never say, you will never say, I've been young and now I'm old. I've never seen the righteous forsaken, nor see it begging bread. The Lord meets all my needs according to his riches and glory. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want for any good thing. If I say that, what about my bank account? Who cares about your bank account? If God has said it, keep it in your mouth. And before you know it, the wisdom of God will begin to come to you on how you can prosper. God will begin to give you divine ideas and favor will begin to come. I want to say to someone this week, as a result of what you are speaking, favor is on the way for you in the name of Jesus. I want to say you have spoken that word long enough and the favor of God is going to overtake you. It's going to overtake your children. They will look for you, people who have not been looking for you. Your business is about to experience a a phenomenal growth in the name of Jesus. Please sit down. We do have Zedifah. They say, you are going to, I'm going to eat my last food. The prophet says, go and prepare something for me and come. Most of us, we abuse our prophet. Say, our prophet, person we won't die. That's why you need to tithe and give. Not for the sake of the church, for your own benefits. Because when your money begins to make contact with grace, it begins to multiply. Somebody understand what I'm saying today? Now let's add something real quick. Glory to God. No word of God is void of power, my friend. But let your mountain hear your voice. Let your business hear your voice. Let them hear you speaking the word of God. You are the man on the ground there. But if it's not hearing your voice, then you know the rains will come and the flood will come. But the Lord will protect you in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. All right. The now word, the now, now, N-O-W, will produce rest in your life. The now word will produce rest in your life. The now word will produce rest in your life. Acts chapter 27, from verse 20 to 25. And when neither sun nor stars in many days appeared, and no small tempest lay on us, and all hope, Somebody say all hope. That we should be saved was taken away, but after long abstinence, Paul stood forth in the midst of them and said, Sirs, you should have hearkened unto me and not have loosed from Crete, and to have gained this harm and loss. And now I exhort you, be of good cheer, for there shall be no loss of any man's life among you but of the ship. For there stood by me this night the angel of God, whose I am, and whom I serve, saying, Fear not, Paul. Thou must be brought before Caesar, and lo, God had given thee all them that sail with thee. Wherefore, sirs, be of good cheer, for I believe God, that it shall be even as it was told me. Mm-hmm. Glory to God. Well, it's a now word. What I love about this story is the fact that they didn't listen the first time. How many of you, are, you didn't listen to God well, well, then trouble came. But that's not the end of the story. God gave them a second chance. Amen. He believed it the first time. But the angel came and said, Ah, you must stand before Caesar. You see, what you are going through now is not your final destination. He said, You must stand before Caesar. See, when God says you must stand before a person or you must get somewhere in your life, it means that where, how do I know that? By what he has said about me in his word. For everybody here, he said, I have a plan for you, Jeremiah 29, 11. A plan for good and not for evil. If evil is happening now, that's not God's plan. To give you what? A future and an expected end. So what end are you expecting? What end are you expecting? 
He said, there stood by me this night an angel of the Lord whose I am and whom I serve. Saying what? Fear. Every time God comes on the scene, he says, fear not. It was the words of Paul. Paul was a, a prisoner on that ship. But he was the strongest person in the house. I want to say you are the strongest person in your house. You are the strongest woman in that business. You are the strongest person in that, in that home. Because you are a child of God. He said, fear not. You must be brought before Caesar. And because of you, the 276 people who are making that journey. Hey. Everybody traveling with you, they are lucky because they are traveling with you. You people are not getting this one. How many of you know that sometimes when you are traveling, these people with convoy, when, 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 you know that if you are behind them, people will be clearing for you too. Because of the when, 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 you just joined the queue, when, 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 the siren is blaring, you just join them. That's all. God is saying you are an ambassador this morning. There's an ambassadorial immunity upon your life. Immunity from destruction, immunity from terror is part of our redemption rights. Because the Bible says um, in Deuteronomy 28 that it is a cause that your life hangs in the balance. In the night you wish it was day, in the day you wish it was night. He said it is a curse and that's not your portion because Jesus became a curse for you. Did he die for you? Did he become a curse for you? If you believe that, can you give me a resounding amen in the house of God? So all I have to do is say what he said. Jesus, oh, you say you became a cause for me, oh. I'm delivered from terror, oh. Every terror demon, hear what Jesus said, oh. I'm not in your hand in the name of Jesus. God said, anybody who follow your queue, 276 passengers, all of them because of him. I told you this story one time. I was in Lagos once preaching. Maybe two years ago or something like that. I don't remember. Or three, maybe. Or four, I don't know. Three, maybe. And in the night, I saw the vision that the plane crashed that I entered. How many of you will still enter that plane? <laughs> After I prayed for like two hours or more, I said, okay. I said, maybe I should just take another one. And the Lord said, no, I want you to get on that train, on that plane, the plane, so the aircraft. So I got on the plane. And when it was about to land, I was just say, ah, that vision where I see self now, wow. Maybe it was not even God. I, was just, I just thought that. The moment that thought came, the pilot was trying to land and it was too fast. He went into the grass and started doing like this. Come and see people praying. <laughs> Everybody was calling their God. Uh, but I said, you can't do anything, I'm here. Because I, I'm on assignment. And we took charge before we entered. You have to take charge before you enter road. Don't enter road like a goat. <laughs> you, you take charge. You just, uh, don't enter like when you enter. In the name of Jesus, every blood-sucking demon, every demon of terror, I am redeemed from you. I am higher than you. I am seated at the right hand of the Father. So I bind you and I paralyze you when, till I come back. No show. <laughs> After he passed, he said, ah, 
did you pass out? Yes, so. How many minutes ago? Yes, so. You know what? The word is working for you. Now, so Satan doesn't want you to believe that. He wants you to believe it's luck, but it's not luck. It's the word of God working for you. How many of you know that the word of God has worked for you already? Come on, wave your hand. The word has worked for you already. How many of you know it will work for you this week? How many of you know it will work for you this new month? How many of you know this new month is a month of increase? Is a month of favor? You will go and come in the name of Jesus. The angels will work for you. The blood of Jesus will work for you. Come on, stand to your feet and say with me, in this new month, in the name of Jesus, because I am the redeemed of the Lord. The blood of Jesus has redeemed me from the hands of the enemy, from terror, from destruction, from poverty, from every wicked demon, and from Satan himself. I am seated in Christ far above, far above every principality, every power, every name, every dominion in this world and in the one to come. Therefore, in the name of Jesus, as I go on my journeys, I go in safety. I go in and I come back. My home is preserved because the blood of Jesus Christ stands between me and every demonic power. My business must prosper. My business must prosper. My business Hear the word of the Lord. I am redeemed from the curse. Therefore, clients are coming. Money is coming. It is well with me. It is well with my children. I am promoted in my office. It is well with me. The Lord is my shepherd. I will not lack any good thing in this new month of May. It is well with me going out. It is well with me coming in. If you believe that, give him a shout this morning, somebody. listening to today's message do join us same time next week follow us on our social media handles facebook and instagram at restoration ministries international twitter and mixiller at rbcm online and our website is www.rbcmonline.org you can also be part of our live power park services every wednesday by 5:30 p.m and on Sunday by 7 a.m. and 8.30 a.m. respectively at Restoration International Conference Center, RICC, Romanew Extension, Kaduna South. God bless you.